On this episode of At Your Convenience, I'm joined by Alan Adato, Merchandising and Procurement Manager for Yesway, as we tackle the explosive year of CBD and convenience stores. Alan helps oversee Yesway's CBD portfolio, which the company implemented in August of last year. This podcast was recorded in conjunction with the feature CBD One Year Later, which you will find in the March issue of CSP Magazine. Listen as Alan and I discuss the lessons Yesway has learned regarding CBD over the past year, how the chain plans to boost its CBD portfolio in 2020, where Alan sees the CBD regulatory landscape headed, and much, much more. Here's my conversation with Alan Adato. started selling CBD in, I believe you said it was September 2019, right, in, in water bottle form? Yeah, so we started uh, uh, merchandising one particular item, and that was our, that was a, uh, a product called CBD Living Water, and we started that the beginning of August of 2019. August, okay. And so that was our very first item that we introduced, a CBD-related item, uh, into our stores, and we uh, started stocking this item in 41 stores in four states, uh, in Kansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Texas. And uh, the reason for that is, so we have, today, we have uh, Yes Way stores. We have 109 Yes Way stores and 304 Allsup stores. And um, uh, we uh, started our, um, our merchandising of CBD products in the Yes Way stores uh, with just this one particular product, and more or less just to kind of, kind of get our feet wet and understand um, how this product would be perceived by our customers uh, and by our stores. And uh, since then, we have had great success with this one particular product. And then, as we uh, fast forward to October, late October, we introduced several different CBD. Uh, items. Uh, we have roughly about 17, 18 items in our stores today. Uh, anything from energy shots to gummies. Uh, we have a honey stick. Uh, we have um, uh, can of dips, uh, mint, and uh, we have a. We just introduced a new flavor of can of dip pouches. Um, we have freezes, tinctures, lo- lozenges. Um, we also have uh, chocolate candy as well. And so, uh, so this, this, these past several months have been really uh, just a, a, an opportunity to, to learn more about the product itself uh, from a scientific standpoint to, to compliance, uh, to marketing and merchandising. So all of these things uh, that we think about uh, in, in a C-Store environment, uh, we've been learning uh, quite a bit about uh, every aspect uh, of this category. And so as we fast forward to today, uh, with with these items, we're now starting to focus on the future, on in 2020 in particular, and uh, looking at what has sold well, what hasn't sold well, and starting to kind of fine tune our, our assortment, our category. Uh, so items that haven't sold as well as others, uh, we're we're going to uh, replace those with newer items with maybe a, a different set of items, uh, just more or less to test the. Uh, the perception of those items. Absolutely. Uh, what, what have been some of the top sellers? Uh, well, the water, first and foremost, has been our top seller. Uh, and then from there, uh, the gummies have sold very well. Um, we the, the pouches have sold very well, the candidate pouches. And then from there, we have um, 
uh, different items uh, that they're selling, but they're not as strong as we would would like. Um, and so, uh, so as I mentioned before, we're we're just kind of tweaking the the assortment, uh, and it could be a, a number of different reasons for that. It could be price and price point. Uh, it could be the, um, the the pack size, the the package size, uh, just a, a several different things. So we're 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 just kind of fine tuning those those different aspects of uh, from a merchandising perspective uh, to see if we can get a maybe a little better price point on certain items, uh, or maybe it's the pack size, it's a little different, um, that's been adjusted slightly. Um, and so all those factors kind of go into to those kinds of decisions. But, uh, uh, but primarily gummies um, have been really, have been selling well, uh, the candidate pouches. Um, and uh, based on this information that we, we do see, uh, we are now interested in introducing a couple of more uh, beverages to uh, to complement uh, the water. Uh, it seems that uh, beverages that are in the cooler um, seem to sell uh, very well, and so we want to um, take the next step in in introducing or considering introducing uh, additional uh, items that would complement the water. So, the gummies are selling great. The water is selling great. There's a trend here. It's that. These are ingestible products, you know, it's, it's, it's eating and drinking. What is it about these compared to a topical cream that you rub on your skin that consumers love? And, you know, why do you think these ingestibles are, are the top sellers compared to the others? Why are consumers really seeking these out specifically? Yeah, I think, well, as any consumer, there's an interest in understanding, you know, the new and innovative items that are coming out. Uh, whether they're digestible or topical. Uh, so I, I think it's just a kind of human nature uh, as a consumer uh, interested in understanding, you know, what do these gummies taste like and how will, how will it impact uh, me uh, in my everyday life? And so it's just something that uh, really uh, customers uh, will will you know take the take the time to uh, you know purchase a package of gummies in whatever flavor they may be because we do have one or two different flavors um, and it, it's kind of trends towards if we look at our other items in the store uh, gummies are a very popular item in the C store uh, and so uh, when customers see uh, gummies uh, enhanced with CBD uh, I'm sure there's uh, an interest in just trying them, and if they do like them and uh, uh, they're favorable, uh, then they'll they'll purchase more in the future. Right, and so since the ingestibles have been pretty successful to this point, do you think that there is a chance, whether it be this year, next year, that you guys explore CBD products in prepared foods? Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I think that's yet to be seen. Uh, I think we need to continue to um, understand how the FDA will respond to this particular category. Uh, and so right now, uh, we're going to take an approach uh, where, you know, of the items that we do have, um, that's where we need to continue to, uh, to look at the trends and look at the research to understand you know, what's the next potential out there, uh, not just for us, but for C-Store and, and other retailers. So I think uh, 
uh, it's yet to be seen. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me that that is the direction that uh, the our environment will eventually get to. Uh, but I think right now it's just too soon to to really know uh, you know what the the far future looks like with regards to the to CBD and how how it expands into other parts of the uh, of the retail sector. Sure. What, what are your best practices in terms of monitoring the local regulations for your stores? So we uh, work with a vendor partner, uh, Betterment Retail Solutions, and they have uh, uh, several years of experience in CBD and in the industry, and they work with us closely to keep us uh, abreast of all the different uh information, whether it's legislative information or updates, uh, in addition to myself and others here at Yesway, uh, you know, doing our own uh, internal research. Uh, so we keep a, a pretty good pulse of the industry, uh, what's happening in the C-Store environment, uh, and, uh, and making sure that, you know, we do, uh, we take the necessary steps to make sure that we provide uh, quality products. Uh, that are certified. Um, uh, one example of that uh, would be the um, certificates of analysis. Uh, we actually uh, keep record of those uh, COAs uh, on file so our stores can access them should they need them or if there's a customer that's interested in uh, receiving more information about a particular product, we have those COAs available for stores to access. Um, so we want to make sure that our, our stores are comfortable with the product, uh, which in turn uh, will make our customers feel comfortable that we're providing uh, quality products that have been vetted um, and that are, that are safe. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of being comfortable, I, uh, I remember when we last spoke, one of the priorities you had was making sure store associates were, were comfortable with this. And, and you said that you would have conference calls with managers, um, walk through presentations done by your distributors. Uh, how, how has the education been in terms of your store employees and, and making them knowledgeable about CBD? So when a customer comes into the store and has questions, they're able to talk to them. Yeah, great question. Uh, our associates uh, up until now have been very comfortable in, in the product, and the more that the product is in the store and the more interaction they have with our customers, uh, they're becoming even more comfortable. Uh, but in turn, we also want to make sure that we continue to provide them the education they need, uh, kind of a continuing education. Uh, and so we want to make sure that all the associates uh, in our stores have the the comfort level they need to um, uh, to be confident in what they're and what they're merchandising. Um, uh, in, in addition, internally here at our home office, we we had a CBD innovation event where we invited uh, our our partners that we uh, merchandise in the stores to our home office, uh, and they brought their their samples and they they uh, they. Um, they were here in our office to uh, to share their products with our entire office internally, uh, so our office could have a better understanding of CBD in general and the products that we offer in our stores. So, so both outside in our stores, uh, most importantly, uh, but we also uh, wanted to make sure that our 
our internal team here understood CBD uh, because many of them aren't uh, uh, in tune to everything that I may do and, and our merchandising team may do uh, pertaining to this category. So um, obviously training is, is always important, uh, making sure that everybody understands the product. Um, and if there's any questions, uh, they can always reach me or uh, our vendor partner to uh, make sure that we uh, give them the information they need to uh, continue uh, to become comfortable with the with the category. Absolutely. Um, so talking more about 2020 initiatives, obviously, you know, you've just said that you guys plan to grow quite a bit with CBD and you, you know what has performed, you know what hasn't performed. Um, do you have any specific you know, goals for CBD in terms of do you want it to reach, and you don't have to give me specifically, but do you want it to reach a certain sales figure? Do you want it to, you know, bring in a, a, a new audience? Uh, what are your goals, if any, with CBD for this year? Yeah, I think for 2020, this is going to be really the, the first full year of us uh, working on this category and merchandising this category in our store. So as, as we talked about earlier, you know, we started this category back in August of last year. So it, it's really only been several months of us understanding the category and we learn more about it um, as we go forward. And so I think 2020 is gonna be a, a continuation of learning about the category uh, and understanding the products that are available. Uh, obviously, as you can imagine, there's so many different suppliers uh, that uh, reach out to us uh, soliciting their product. So we're, we're being inundated with a ver on many, many suppliers. And so it's really taking the time to understand what these suppliers have and, and vetting them. And ultimately, we're going to come up with a, a list of vendors that um, we feel comfortable in, in merchandising in our stores. And so I think it's just a continuation of learning and, and uh, understanding our, uh, our data uh, and making the best decisions uh, that's in the best interest of, of Yesway and, and our customers. Because it really all is a learning process. And you guys it truly are, is. You it guys, truly is. You guys are still early in the game. I mean, it's been, you know, six-ish months since you guys first brought in CBD. And obviously there's ups and downs to implementing any new aspect to your business, let alone something as controversial as CBD. So if I were to ask you what have been your key takeaways so far, uh, what have been the big lessons you guys have learned with CBD within these past you know, six months you've been selling, what would you tell me? Yeah, I would say the, the response of this category from our customers and from our stores have been uh, very positive. And I think that's the, the biggest takeaway we can we can capture at this moment. And I think that's a, the very first sign of us understanding that this could be a very viable uh, category uh, in the future uh, and a category that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, and so I, I think time will tell as to how, um, how the category will expand, if it's able to expand. And to your point, you know, does, it, does it expand beyond having just a, a counter display at the cashier to an end cap or an inline presence in the store. And so those are a lot of the things that we're gonna be looking at this year and how, how, what are the ways we can expand the, the category in a responsible manner. 
Um, and so uh, those are really the first and foremost on, on my mind um, in making sure that we you know, just take our time, understand what the, the, the research is telling us, uh, but also at the same time understanding the legislative aspect of, of, of CBD and always understanding um, where, how that's progressing. Um, so we, we're, we're going to have to, I think, take, uh, take it step by step um, for the immediate future um, until we get a better understanding legislative-wise, you know, how this will um, start to look in, in, as we go into 2020, further into 2020. Right. Yeah, legislatively, that's, that's really, at the end of the day, huge because if those aren't in place, Absolutely. people won't act. Um, speaking of the, uh, you know, the C-Store industry as a whole, holistically, where do you see the relationship between convenience stores and CBD headed by, let's say, the end of this year? Uh, is it going to grow tremendously, and is, is CBD going to be as, as common as a bottle of Gatorade in a convenience store? Or, you know, do you think that the legislative, you know, do you think these regulations are going to stall and it's going to plateau in this industry? Yeah, I think looking at those two aspects, you know, from a, a C-Store perspective, obviously we would love to see this category grow exponentially. Uh, but again, at the same time, where we are today, you know, we, we need to, as I mentioned earlier, just take it step by step. Um, I, I think we're at a point in time now where we, we have a, a good number of items uh, being merchandised in the stores, and that's a great start. And we're seeing, uh, you know, great results from it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I, I think 2020 is going to be a time of uh, of continuing to, you know, test the water somewhat uh, as far as maybe uh, replacing certain slow selling items with other items, and just to kind of see if we can kind of we can fine tune that mix. Uh, and once we do that, and once we're situated in a, a good assortment of product. Uh, then the next question is legislatively, where's where are we going to go with C, with CBD uh, as a category in C store? And I think once that question, from a legislative standpoint, has been answered, and it could it may not be this year, it could be next year or the year after. That's when I think we'll start to see uh, the whole category uh, become uh, will will possibly change, and I'm hoping for the better. Um, because it, it, I truly see that there is a, a demand for the product. Um, I think we just have to get to a point where it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's regulated to a point where we have the flexibility to uh, continue to uh, merchandise the product uh, in our stores, not just in convenience, but uh, in all retailers. Because I think the next time we have a conversation, whether it's the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021, no doubt, it's it's an evolving category, and uh, it will be changing, um, and we just have to kind of keep our, our eyes on it to understand how those changes are going to progress going forward. So it's an exciting time for CBD in the category, and uh, we look forward to being a part of it in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, but my question to you is, um, I'm sure you've, you've connected with other retailers. Are, are you getting the same sense of feedback uh, that I'm providing you with other retailers? Or are you seeing other retailers just going in a completely different direction that could be like an aha moment? So it, it's back and forth a little bit. The retailers who have really dove into CBD have had a great experience with it. The only mm -hmm. thing is, um, you know, a lot of retailers are still sitting on the sidelines waiting for 
Congress, the FDA, all these all these regulations to really come to fruition before they jump into it. Um, sure. So I, I would say at, at this point, it's it's like all or nothing. Those who have dove into it or have had a great experience. There, there's a retailer out on the East Coast who um, they are replacing in two of their stores, you know, sub, subway stores connected to their stations with dispensaries, which is insane. Um, that just shows how great their experience has been. Um, so yes, wow. to answer your question, those who those who are doing it are loving it but there's still a great chunk of the industry who has not even explored it yet. Sure, sure. And I can imagine with all the different suppliers that are out there that are knocking on our door, I, I just can't imagine, you know, what other retailers are experiencing, you know, getting, you know, solicit, soliciting from solicitation from these companies. Um, and I think at the end of this era that we're in with CBD being so new uh, to to C store, um, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the suppliers and the vendors that really are doing a great job at CBD, you know, you, you'll start to see these other vendors fall off and close doors or be acquired by another company. And we'll start to have a, a, a presence of suppliers that are just stronger and, um, you know, more focused and, you know, there may only be two or three big players once this is all said and done. Uh, but right now, it's kind of uh, everybody's in it, and uh, just to see where where it's going to go. So um, it's it's kind of uh, it's just a uh, an interesting time, an exciting time to be a part of it. That, that's a good point. I'm I'm actually happy you just brought that up. Consolidation is something that people have been talking about for a while now with CBD. I went to last year. It's called MJ Biz Connects. It was the marijuana business conference. So it was you know a lot of. Uh, dispensary companies there, uh, not really a lot of retailers, but a lot of companies that just work with and sell cannabis as a whole, a lot of manufacturers and dispensaries. And they were saying how consolidation is almost inevitable in this industry, that right now there, oh, are, absolutely. there are so many small suppliers focusing on a single product or two, but eventually, you know, the giant players, you know, like Coca-Cola, for example, not saying Coca-Cola is diluting CBD, just a you know a name. Someone like them, when the time comes, when when the regulatory haze is gone and and it and it's you know open floor, companies of that magnitude will probably buy out some of these smaller companies or will just make their own products where those companies can't compete. Absolutely, so it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, going to happen. About, yeah, and you think about, for example, the beer industry. You know, so if you have a an, an Anheuser Busch type company, you know, just a conglomerate, you know, they typically buy these small breweries, um, and their Anheuser Busch now has this small brewery making craft beer, and what a perfect part of their portfolio. And you would never know; the customer may never know that that's an, an Anheuser Busch product, uh, but they love this craft beer, and uh, so. Um, so no, to your point, I, I think once all this legislative discussion and all the bills pass in, in probably the next year or two, um, that's when you're going to see some of these larger companies start to really consider, you know, the Cokes and the Pepsis and the Anheuser Busch, you know, for, and that's just beverage. You know, if we're talking the whole spectrum of our of food chain, you know, just imagine, you know, all those companies kind of looking at this category, thinking, oh, there there may be some opportunities here. 
but I don't think any of that's going to happen um, until you know the FDA has kind of put their blessing on this whole thing and, and put some laws together. Uh, right now, I think we're in a just a kind of a hiatus, a time which is you know really you know working with all these smaller companies, and then over the next year or two, we'll start to see things really shape into a, kind of a a more uh, structured type of uh, business model. I appreciate you. Um, you know, sitting here listening to me and asking you all these questions, and I know you're so busy, so you have way more important things to do than talk to me. So thank you, thank you oh, again. Really appreciate it. No, I pre- appreciate it, Brett. And, uh, again, reach out with anything. If you have any questions going forward or anything else you need to clarify, uh, feel free to reach out. I'll, I'll get right back to you. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Have a great day.